0: Hi, and welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm your host, Renee Bennett, and this is a leadership podcast for ordinary girls compelled to lead an extraordinary life. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. Hello, guys. How are you doing? It's Renee here. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Next Door. Thanks so much for coming along and joining me today. I can't wait to start... um, this new episode today with you. I'm going to do something a little bit weird and wacky and I don't even know if you're going to be able to hear this, but I'm going to introduce the topic a bit of a different way today. I am going to use a song. Have a listen and see if you know this song. Here you go. Right? Sock it to me. You got it? I have no idea if you girls could hear that, but hey, I'm sure you know that song, 1967, Aretha Franklin, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, just in case you're having trouble spelling, it's the word respect. Can you imagine if she wrote that song now? Wow. Uh, That would be really interesting in today's climate. But that is what I want to talk to us about today is about the respect and the honor that we show people in authority over us and how it will release the power of God in our lives. And as you know, I'm really, really prayerful every time I do a podcast and, um, you know, I don't pre-record way far ahead. I just, you know, do it each week as we go most of the time, unless I'm going away and so, yeah, I was really prayerful and I literally couldn't even sleep the other night. I kept waking up and this word authority and different things about authority kept going over and over in my head. So I'm like, okay, Lord, I will be obedient. And so that is what I'm going to talk about today because it actually is one of the most powerful ways that we can either release or stop the flow of the power of God in our lives. So I want to unpack that for us today. And... Um, Look, it's very countercultural to be talking about honoring people in authority. Um, I think I'm probably a bit game, <laughs> you know, going down this, this path, but I really just want to present, I guess, such a biblical um, perspective on what God says about this. So there was a guy called Timothy Leary who back in the seventies, he was an American psychologist. He's no longer alive. He died in the nineties, but he was the first person to ever coin this whole phrase of questioning authority, right? So he literally, you, you can go and look up his quotes. They're quite mind blowing. He literally was trying to teach people that to think for yourself, you've got to question authority and learn how to put yourself in a state of vulnerable, open-mindedness, chaotic, confused vulnerability in order to inform yourself. Well, thank you very much, Timothy Leary, because how's that working out for everyone? This chaotic confusion that he advocated for really has turned out to show the results now of a world that just seems to be an absolute madness right now. So anyway, when he first coined this term uh, question to question authority, it became really popular. And the baby boomers at the, at the time, this became their mantra. And at the core and the root, really, of what we're seeing in our culture today is this whole philosophy of we need to question authority. But we've actually gone from not even just questioning authority, but to a complete disrespect of authority. And a constant, you know, people seem to see it, their duty in life to constantly challenge authority. Uh, You know, I was trying to think of examples, but honestly, I'm sure that you, you, I wouldn't have to say much. Um, You girls yourselves would have so many examples yourself um, on social media and, you know, it's just all over the place. But really your generation, this young generation are really encouraged to keep authorities Accountable, like it's your your job and your right. So, if people actually disagree with a leader today, and I'm talking about any kind of leader in the secular world, in the Christian world, no matter what their authority is, it's like if um, they not only feel that they've got no obligation to respect or honor leaders, let alone obey them, but they in fact really are acting like they've got complete license to denigrate, attack, and criticize. And so that's what I really want to talk about today. Um, You know, Cameron and I have raised our kids to respect authority, no matter what that authority is, whether it be their teachers, their principal, their bosses, their youth leader, their pastor. um, That is how we've raised them. That is how we were raised. And yet, I feel, well, not I feel, it's very evident that there's a generation rising up who feel that they've got a right to question. And I really want to look at, like I always say, let's do our research. Let's go back to the Bible. Let me give you one personal example. This is probably one of the first times that I was really taken aback by this. Um, So a few years ago, you might or might know politics, but Tony Abbott was our prime minister at the time. So, this was before ScoMo, before Malcolm Turnbull, it was Tony Abbott. And it was really clear that the media had launched a complete assault on this guy. So, no matter which way he turned, the media was very um, aggressively critical. And he was then turfed out of office. And, you know, whether you liked him or not, I genuinely was sad. Um, for him but this has be- this had at the time become a habit in Australia you know the whole we almost became a bit of a joke in australia because we had we had rudd then we had Gillard then we had rudd and, and then we had Abbott and then there was just constantly it's like you know someone would get into uh, become prime minister and all of a sudden australia would decide well we're not happy not australia it wasn't us it was actually the political parties decided we're not happy and they'd turf them really quickly they'd become like this rotating doors of prime ministers so anyway I remember he'd lost his job and regardless regardless of if you liked him or not, whether I liked him or not, I actually just have a great respect for the office, for the position of prime minister, no matter who feels it. So I jumped on his Instagram because I just wanted to say thank you because I'm an Australian citizen. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for all that you've done for our country and all that you've sown. And I did feel really sorry for him at the way that it all went down. Because to me, this is respectful, but you would not believe. I was so shocked at the aggressive, rude, and vitriol comments that I copped. And I just began to think, why do people think that they can talk to other people like that? And why did people think that it was okay to be so rude? Like, Since when did Australians get so rude to be so demeaning of another human being, whether they like that human being or not? And I'm not talking about myself. I'm obviously talking about the prime minister at the time. But more and more, I, I see that people have lost their respect for those in authority. And I think I even made that comment, like, this is really un-Australian. And then I copped it again. So I was like, okay, note to self, don't say anything. So I want to look at what the Bible says. Is it really okay to challenge, question, and criticize authority figures on private or public platforms? You know, is there ever a place or a time for it? Is it okay to bring um, to bring to task people in authority when we don't agree with them? Um, Because what happens is a lot of people will challenge those in authority and they use the whole freedom of speech or, well, everyone's got a right to their opinion and then they launch their attack. So I really want all of you guys and girls to listen up closely because there is a big, big consequence according to the Bible, depending on how we treat authority and the consequence can go either way. It's really our choice. So the first thing I want to just look at is to clarify, well, what do I mean by people in authority? So the word authority comes from the word, I'm probably going to say this wrong, excousia, E-X-O-U-S-I-A, which means a, a sphere in authority, sorry, a sphere in which authority is exercised. So I'm talking the biblical word authority here. Okay. So mostly it refers to the power employed by a ruler. Or someone in a high position. so in other words, it's a social relationship between two people where one is the ruler and the other one submits to their rule. So basically anyone in authority is someone with a position of some sort over us. So we could be talking government like the prime minister and politicians and um, I will expand on that in in the next um, you know in another podcast. But I want to focus in more today on other kinds of authority like parents, teachers, you know, supervisors, you could be at school. So in that case, it's your principal, you know, the admin staff, or you could be in a job. So we're talking your boss, we're talking police, we're talking pastors, anyone that's got some sort of position in your life. And I know I've got a huge, vast audience here, so that might be different for for all of you. So let's establish three things about authority, okay? And I'm going to use Romans chapter 13, verse 1, and I actually really like the King James version of this. So Romans 13, verse 1, there are other scriptures as well that we can explore later. But it says this, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God, and the powers that be are ordained of God." Okay. So there are three things that we can establish from that scripture. The first is this, that God is the ultimate authority. Okay. So he is our first authority because it says there that there is no power, but of God. So he should always be the first authority in our life. Secondly, all authority in our life has actually been put there by God. Okay. Because it says at the end of that scripture, that the powers that be are ordained by God. So God is our first authority. All authority in our life has been put there by God. And thirdly, every soul or every person must submit or subject themselves to that authority. okay? So there's three things that we've established from that scripture. So let's just break that down a bit. That means that boss that you are working under, put there by God. That minute, that prime minister that's in our country right now, whether you agree or don't agree, put there by God. That parent that you perhaps fight with or don't get along with sometimes, put there by God. That pastor or leader in your life, put there by God. That teacher that teaches you every day at school, put there by God. But not only did God put them there, but this scripture clearly tells us, and there are other scriptures in 1 Peter and uh, and also in Timothy, that talk about this whole idea of submitting or being subject to these authorities. So everyone who is in some sort of position in our lives has been put there by God, and we are required to submit or to make ourselves subject. So what does that word mean? Well, the Greek word, it's actually a military term that means to line up under, like under a commanding officer, to come under the one in authority, to honor those who have higher rank than you. So every single person, and that's what that scripture says, let every soul come under, let every single person come under the authority, submit to the authority of those people that God has put in our life. And notice that it doesn't say, okay, well, be subject to them as long as they are Christians. No, Uh, be subject to them as long as they honor Christ. No, there are actually no qualifiers. The Bible doesn't give us any outs for not submitting to their authority. It is very clear. Let every single one of us come under the authority of the people that God's put over us without any caveats, no qualifiers. That means we have to be subject to them, whether they're good or whether they're bad, whether they're moral, whether they're not moral, whether they're good authorities or bad authorities. God says to be subject to them. And I'll explain in another podcast what, um, next week what that means about, well, what do we do then if there's somebody who perhaps um, you know we're not in agreement with or they're not a good authority or they're clearly a bad authority, what, what do we do? But for now, let's just go with that, that those three things, God is our ultimate authority, all authority in our life has been placed there by God, and every single one of us is to submit or come under that authority. So the big question that I want to just discuss today is, what happens then when we don't honor or obey or treat with respect the authority that God's placed in our lives versus what happens when we do honor and obey and respect the authority in our lives? Now, by honor, by the way, means to esteem someone. It means to highly consider them worthy. Okay, well let's have a look at another example. Let's look at Jesus himself. So, did you know that Jesus himself was not shown respect or honor in his own in his own hometown? So if you have a look in Matthew chapter 13, verses 57 and 58, so Jesus had come to his hometown, and the few verses before, you know, everyone was talking about him. Isn't this Jesus? Isn't, isn't this the brother of James? Isn't this the son of Mary? And they were chitting and chatting. But then it says, they took offense at him. Oh, hello. Don't we know that about offense? But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own town and in his own home. And he did not do many miracles. Did you get that? So because these people did not honor the position and the authority that God had given Jesus, he could not do many miracles. This particular version says he did not, but there are others that says he actually could not. Like, whoa, first of all, did that say they took offense? Uh, Yep. How many times do we take offense at someone? And sometimes they're in a position that's higher than us. And we want to give them a serve and we want to gossip and we want to leave a comment on their social media. And like I said, if you read, I think it's about verses 50 onwards, that, that is exactly what they were doing. They took offense to Jesus and they were chitting and chattering and gossiping behind his back. Do you know that when we honor someone, honoring is not just about what you do to their face. It's actually about how you treat them behind their back. They never actually said to Jesus, we can't honor you. We're not going to honor you. They actually had a spirit of dishonor. That was an attitude of their heart. It wasn't what they said. It was how they acted. And so we can pretend to honor someone, you know, face to face with our um, with, our, with our mouth in front of them. But really what counts is what we do and how we treat them in our hearts, in our attitudes and behind, behind them. So honor without action is actually lip service. Real honor is an action. So I think it's so interesting that these people didn't tell Jesus they couldn't honor him. They just, he knew because it was an attitude of their heart. So the amazing thing with this story is the chapter before in chapter 12, Jesus healed everyone. He healed everyone in the town that he was in before. And he did amazing works. Go read it. Go read the whole of chapter 12. He healed a man with a withered hand. Then it says that he healed all who were ill, not some, not just a few. He healed all that were ill. And then he healed a demon possessed man who was blind and mute, cast out the demon, healed his um, eyesight, um, healed him so he could speak. Then then he travels home and people are questioning who he is. They're challenging him. They choose not to honor his authority. And guess what? He could not, even if he wanted to, he could not do many miracles. Girls, this is such a huge takeaway for us. Do you know that, you know, giving, um, having a spirit of dishonor will actually have a consequence in that it will stop the flow of the power of God in our life, just like it did for his own people in his hometown of Nazareth. Nazareth. But if we are people who honor, like obviously they did in the town before, then we actually open ourselves up to the power of God being at work in our lives. This is such an incredible principle. You know, it has become so popular to be disrespectful, to show dishonor. But do you know what, girls? Do you know who that's going to affect? When you show dishonor to someone and and you think, hey, I'm having a go at them. Yeah, it's my right freedom of speech. It's actually going to affect you and me. This is a huge principle that dishonor shuts down what God has put those people in your life for. Jesus was shut down. His miraculous power was shut down. When we dishonor, it cuts off his power in our life. But when we honor, it leaves a flow of the Holy Spirit for his power to be at work in our life. Because remember, the first person who's in authority in our life is God. Then God puts people in our life um, on purpose, he is the one that puts them there, and then we either choose to subject ourselves and submit ourselves, and therefore the flow and the power of God can be at work in our life, or we choose not to submit ourselves, and we are actually the ones affected. The power of God is cut off from working in our life. You know, God has put that teacher in your life, and you can choose to dishonor them, and you will therefore cut yourself off from the benefit. Not only the benefit they could have in your life, but because you are not obeying a principle of God, you cut yourself off from the blessing of God on your life. God has put that boss in your life. You can again dishonor them and cut yourself off from blessing, or you can decide, I'm going to honor them even though I don't agree with everything, even though I don't like everything, and decide to do the right thing and to honor them. You know what? Maybe you don't like that worship song at church you don't you sit there and you pick apart the words and the lyrics and the music and you don't like the the music or you don't relate to that song and right there you've cut yourself off from any miracle or power that God could have used that moment for you know have you ever seen people in church and one's worshiping their hearts out receiving from God and they're just in a moment and then you turn and someone nearby has got their hands in their pockets or their arms folded. You know, they're secretly criticizing in their hearts. Maybe they think the words aren't theological enough or whatever it is, or they don't like the that particular style of song. But guess what? The one who's got the spirit of honor is actually receiving from God right there. But the one who's got that spirit of dishonor is just cutting themselves off from anything that God might have wanted to do. So... Let me give you an example in my own life. Um, one of the biggest compliments I ever got was actually from a principal from the school that I used to work at in Adelaide, and it was a Christian school. And I was, I remember I was in his office one day. I, I can't remember what I was talking about or why I was there. I, I can't, I have no clue. I can't remember, but I'll never forget. He turned to me and he goes, You know what, Renee, you are the most Jesus like person that I know. And I was so taken aback. I was like, that's a huge compliment. I worked with a lot of other Christian teachers. I was really young at the time. And I couldn't understand such a huge compliment at the time. But do you know what? Looking back, I can see why he said that. I made his job easy because I was so respectful and honoring of his office. Do you know, even to this day, um, if I'm around a, a principal as a teacher because the principal's my boss. I still get a little bit nervous. That is how honoring I feel of the title and the position that a principal holds in a school because I understand God's authority. Even I mean there's been principals I've worked under that I haven't really loved, but I still honor the the position and the office that they hold. So, you know, with this principal, I had the attitude of, well, what can I learn from you? I never gossiped behind his back. I did what he asked. I went over and above doing what he asked. Um, I honored him by arriving early to work every day. I honored my principal by staying late. And I think without even realizing it, I was allowing the power of God to flow through my life. And I got so much favor in that school. It only took me a few years of working there where I became the head of prep. And um, after a couple, two, I think two years into that, um, I left because I had Georgia. But, you know, even the deputy principal of that school is still a friend of mine to this day. Again, I highly respected him. And you know what? It came right back to me because he highly respected me. I didn't challenge him. I didn't think that I knew better than him. I didn't leave rude messages on his Facebook. Like never in my wildest dreams would I have done that. I was honoring and respectful. And when you do that, and that's a principle of, God, God will bless you. Even if there's a teacher or a boss or someone that does the wrong thing by you, you can never, ever, ever discount the power of the principle of God. That, you know what, at the end of the day, if someone has done the wrong thing and there's, there's people listening here and you've been under someone in authority and they've done the wrong thing by you. But guess what? God is not only the greater authority over you, he is the greater authority over them as well. And you've got to trust him that he will make it right. But you know, whoever you dishonor, that person becomes shut off to you. And the reason is, the reason they become shut off to you, that person, is because that person has an authority over you that is actually not theirs, it's God's. Because remember, God has put that person in authority. Therefore, that person's authority, it's not their authority over you. It's a God-ordained authority. So not to honor the people over you is not to honor God. And if you can't respect the authority that God has put in your life, then how can you respect God's authority? So if you honor the authority of your teachers, you honor God's authority. If you honor the authority of the police, you're honoring God's authority. If we honor the authority of our pastors, we are honoring God's authority. God can bless that. God will bless that. It's a principle. So we need to honor the place and the position that God has put um, in your lives. And then that will release God's power. You know, Cameron's mum always told him, to um, treat his bosses with respect and Cameron for some reason always had hard bosses he had he had teachers that were hard on him he had principals that were tough on him but they were amazing, by the way, amazing principles. They were godly principles. I think he even, oh my gosh, this is so illegal now, but Cameron got the cane a couple of times. But then when he started working, he always had really tough bosses. And you know, Cameron's mum, she didn't run in and try and protect him. She didn't run in and go, oh, my poor little boy, you're so innocent. Oh my goodness, these teachers are terrible. This principal's terrible. These bosses are so mean. You know, she allowed that. She allowed those those bosses to speak into his life. She allowed those teachers, those principals to be tough on him because she understood and she always told him. She would say, Cameron, these tough bosses have been put there by God to teach you and to shape you and, and to teach you to one day obey him. So if you can obey those bosses, you will be able to obey God. Honor them, obey them, and you'll learn to honor God. You know, girls and guys, our generation, this young generation coming through desperately need to honor, even if we don't agree with everyone. You know what? I always say, take the meat and spit the bones. There's always something good that we can learn. Find the good that we can get out of something. Um, you know, because if, if, if we think that we can give the prime minister a piece of our mind or we can give the teacher a piece of our mind, don't be surprised if you start having trouble in life later, later down the track. Because honoring those in authority, it matters a whole lot to God. It's going to unlock the power of God to work in your life in miraculous ways. Um, So you can have a look. You can look this up. I'm just going to tell you the story of it. But you can look up numbers um, in, in numbers in the Old Testament. And, you know, you've all heard of Moses. But Moses had a brother and a sister, Miriam and Aaron. And by the way, their mother, her name was Jochebed. Now, I don't know what she did as a mother, but I'd like to get some of that. Do you know that she raised the first prophet, the first worship leader and the first high priest? That's what her three children became like. Hello. I don't know what she did, but give me a little bit of that. Um, But you know what happened is Moses decided to marry um, an Ethiopian girl, different nationality, and the siblings didn't like that. And they had this big falling out. So Miriam and Aaron were really ticked off and they started talking and murmuring and running their brother down behind his back and her and his fiance. Do you know God took that so seriously that God said to Moses, Tell your siblings to meet me at the door of the tabernacle. Now, let me just explain why that should change, send shivers down your spine. Okay, so the tabernacle, the first earthly church, God always stayed, stayed behind the veil, and the priests that went in, um, they had to stay behind. You know, God only stayed behind the veil; of He never revealed Himself but this is the only time that God broke the rules on this one. He was so upset with the dishonor shown to Moses that he was like, right, I am going to be like waiting at the door for your brother and sister. Let them know. They would have been absolutely like so nervous. That would be like, you know, when you're little and your mom says, you just wait till your father gets home, or you just wait till we get home, your punishment's coming and you just... Absolutely dread that whole drive home because you know when you get home, you are dead meat. That is how Moses and Aaron would have felt. And do you know, God was so ticked off that they were dishonoring that he actually gave Miriam leprosy. And Moses was so beautiful and so, so meek and loving. He prays to God and says, Please don't let my sister die, please. And, you know, he had the right spirit and he didn't want his sister to suffer but you know, God, God's actually funny. He actually said, well, you know what? If Miriam had disrespected her father, he would have spat in her face, shamed her and made her sit outside the camp for seven days. I only gave her leprosy. So, but you know what? Leprosy carries with it isolation. And he allowed her to have it for seven days. There's another principle at work here guys that, you know what? If we allow the spirit of dishonor to come into our hearts, we, it's actually contagious. And it will end up isolating us. It actually, just like leprosy, it actually would numb the the nerving, the nerve endings in um, people's fingers and their toes, and, the, and they couldn't feel, just like leprosy numbs. Dishonor it numbs our ability to feel God anymore, and to and to receive the power and the blessing of God. So, you know what? If we think that we can just go anywhere and dishonor people, then honestly, God is like, nope, you've got another thing, you know, coming. We are not to be a bunch of dishonoring young people. And, um, you know, if we honor God and we honor authority and we honor our leaders and we honor our pastors and we honor the police, we honor our teachers, you know, it doesn't matter what the media is doing. Learn to be someone that cultivates a culture of honor, honor the office, even if you can't honor the person, if you struggle with the person, if there's a teacher you're having trouble with, at least honor the the office, the position that they hold. So just a couple of quick things on how can we show honor? Because, hey, don't we all want the mighty works of God released in our life? So here's a few things that we could do, just ideas, and it's not exhaustive. You could come up with your own, I'm sure. And by the way, remember that showing honor, it's, um, it's Oh, something that we do not just with our yes, with our actions, with our words, but also with our thoughts, with our intentions, with our hard attitudes. So firstly, we can be obedient. That's one way to show honor. you know, obeying our parents, even when we don't feel like obeying, obeying our teachers and you know not rolling our eyes as we turn around because guess what? God, God sees our eyes when we roll our eyes, but being obedient is one way we can show honor. Another way is to speak well of people in private as well as public. Speak well of them. Don't gossip about them. Say encouraging things. Be the person that's different in your workplace. Speak well of the boss. Actually, don't even just be silent when people are not talking well. Actually, Start speaking well. And do you know what? Just like leprosy was contagious, that will be contagious. People will start to be quiet about their negativity and start to encu- um, encourage and think of good things to say. Don't leave rude comments on people's social media. Um, I, that's just something I never do. I, I just never do it. And I, and I really do struggle when people do that to other people and to me because that's not how I treat people and I don't want to be treated that way myself. Um, encourage the person that you want to show honor to. You know, send an email, send a text message. Um, You know, sometimes randomly, Cameron and I will just send an email to the kids, to the boys' teachers and just say, thank you for all the work that you do. We particularly did that after the whole long COVID season. Our teachers were incredible. The amount of work that they put in, the way they entertained the kids, it was just incredible. And so I remember I was very specific to send an email and say, guys, thank you. You've been amazing. And just encourage them because people are really quick to pull other people down and to send complaining emails. be the person that sends the encouraging emails a few other things um bless them with something just because you know just the other day georgia came home she'd gone to the flower market or something with her friend and she brought flowers for me just because i was like oh sweetie that's so nice i i just was really moved by that you know and obviously she's that's a way that she was showing honor to me as her mum. um be polite I think that's something I used to do a lot with, uh, like I said, the principals that I worked with or the people I worked with, I was always very polite to them. Ask questions. You know, when you ask questions of someone in authority over you, do you know what you're saying? You're saying, I can learn from you. I want to learn something. I want to glean from you. It shows a, a humble spirit. Um, give them grace for their mistakes. You know, we're not perfect. Well, I'm not a perfect as a parent. I'm not perfect as a as a um, pastor. I'm not perfect as a teacher. Give people grace and room to be human, just like you want grace and room to be human. Um, listen to them, learn from them. Show compassion is another way. And finally, you can just simply appreciate your differences and find out what you can learn from them in their differences. So there you go, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Go and listen to that Aretha Franklin song. It's really awesome. And uh, make sure you hit me up on social media. Come and say hi to everyone. Um, If you could leave a five-star review, like a five-star on, you know, Apple. That would be amazing. And anyway, I love you guys. And I will be back next week with another episode. But until then, have an absolutely fabulous week and go do something really nice and really honoring for someone in authority over you this week. Love you guys. Bye. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast.